Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And we're back for another episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. So I've still just been pretty much, other than what I'm reviewing tonight, have been doing nothing but playing Mass Effect 2 on my Xbox. And Oh, that game's so good. I mean, I said this last week, but if you're saying you're spending most of your time playing Mass Effect, I can't really criticize you for that. It's yeah. a great franchise. I just, I, I'm going to be so sad when I'm done with three <clears throat> and go through that whole thing. Cause it's the journey, man. It's the journey is, is the, 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 is what's just lovely about that, that game. And once I'm done with it, I, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I don't know. You got, uh, you got some, you got a decent amount of options. You know, I don't know what I would recommend off the top of my head, but I've, I've been looking for something new to, to play too like i have no clue what i'm going to review next week so i've been kind of going through you know the switch online um like all like the super nintendo nes just Mm. to kind of try to figure something out but nothing's really like jumping out at me yeah maybe next week we should do a a top five next week and give you another week to decide so uh okay i I don't know what we're gonna do um we'll, we'll talk about it and we'll let everybody know on the discord and on twitter and facebook yeah, I'll be thinking of some ideas and I'll um I'll text you some right, when the yeah, show's we'll, done. We'll do that. Give you another week to to figure out what you're gonna do. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Usually, I can think of something pretty easily, but nothing's really yeah. like. <laughs> so I earlier I tried playing this beat 'em up game called The Peacekeepers, that's on um 
Super Nintendo on the the online store. It was pretty boring. Yeah. It 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 moves at a snail's pace and it's really like obnoxiously easy. <laughs> and I'm like this is supposed to be like a beat 'em up. Like I yeah. where where's the challenge? Maybe it gets harder as the game goes on, but I played it for about 10 minutes and it did not hook me at all. Yeah, I went through a little phase a, a while ago about um wanting to do some shooters. So I went back and played stuff like uh, Super R-Type and uh, things like that, Gradius. But I'm just so not good at those games. And I'm like, I don't feel comfortable reviewing those games because I'm just so not good at them. And I can't get very far. That's how I am with beat-em-ups. Like, I'm, I'm not good at them, but I still enjoy playing them. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that great at shooters either. Well, we got one beat 'em up tonight that's not very good, which we're gonna talk about in a little while. <laughs> yeah, I I watched some gameplay, so I I'll I'll have some I'll have my two cents to throw into. But uh, anything else you've been playing this week, or no? Um, not particularly. I've been this week's been pretty crazy. I had to go to Tallahassee for a couple of days, then went to Niceville, which is um. It's about an hour, mm-hmm. maybe like an hour and 15 minutes outside of Pensacola uh, to work most of the day. Then I had to work yesterday. So, But the crazy thing is, so I got to work this morning, and I noticed, so we, we have to go through the back door of the building. That's like the employee entrance. And I noticed that the door was propped open. And I'm like, maybe somebody's moving some stuff out of here. You know, like, like on a cart or something. Mm-hmm. And then when you walk in the door you have to go through the stairwell to then get to like the first floor of the main office. And that door was open. And when I walked in, I'm like, it feels really musty in here. And then it hit me. The AC must be out. <laughs> the, uh, our COO came in and said that it was like 80 something degrees in the, on the third floor. Ugh. So yeah, it, it was like 70, 73, 74. Um, in my office, which is on the first floor. And then about an hour into work, it had already jumped up like three or four degrees. Ugh. And yep. you know how like it is in a non-AC building, yeah. like the air just kind of sits uh, there. Yeah. And it just feels awful. And there so are people was... that, that don't live in the south, uh, uh, the southeast of America that listen to the show are like, the AC, it's February. Yes, we run our air conditionings in February. My air conditioning is running right now. Yeah, same. Yeah, because it gets really musty. Yeah. So so they were like, well, y'all can work from home today. And <laughs> then I got an email um, about two hours ago that says the AC's not going to be fixed till tomorrow afternoon. So Woo! if you want to work from home, you can. Nice. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, and uh, Joey Image in the chat room, our good friend Joey Image, reminded me that Super Mario Brothers 3 was released in North America 34 years ago today yep. and uh that, that's a celebration that should be celebrated by all yeah happy super mario 3 day yeah i can't believe i didn't put that in gaming history oh did you not i did not no oh well yeah that should be added in there but we already talked about it so there you go yes yeah, so there we go yeah happy <laughs> uh happy mario 3 birthday to those who celebrate the greatest of all mario games i might add <laughs> one of the two best yeah one we'll of the two that. best they flip flop yeah Depending on what yeah. day it is. It's really like, it depends on when you grew up. Like, if you grew yeah. up with Mario 3, it's the best. If you grew up with Super Mario World, it's the best. But 
they're both great games. Like they're one A and one B to me, honestly. Professional podcaster over here hitting the microphone with my coffee cup. So there you go. <laughs> ah, I mean, I didn't hear anything, so yeah. all good. I'm sure the 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 listeners are going to be like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> the chase. Somebody will just be sitting there like, "Whoa, <laughs> what was that?" Uh, we got a few news stories to get to. You ready to jump into it tonight? Yes, sir. Let's do it. <laughs> Per usual, if you have a story you want us to cover, send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. And this first story um, comes from um, more Switch 2 from Nintendo Life. More Switch 2 rumors surface and new exclusive from Reuters. The rumors about a supposed successor to the Switch continue. And the latest report um, comes from an exclusive by Reuters. According to the news agency, NVIDIA is currently building a new business unit specializing in designing bespoke chips for hardware firms, with its source claiming the tech giant has crafted a custom design for Nintendo's next-generation handheld system. Um, let's see, uh, it, and in quotes it says, Nintendo's current Switch handheld console already includes NVIDIA's Tegra X1 chip. A new version of the Switch console, console expected this year is likely to include a, an NVIDIA custom design, one sort said. Um, they also reported that the Nintendo hardware would ship, um, that Bloomberg recorded, reported that Nintendo hardware would ship in 2024 with an analyst suggesting it would feature an eight inch, eight inch LCD screen. And, um, those are the two big rumors out so far, eight inch LCD screen and a nude chip from NVIDIA. And maybe that's why my NVIDIA stock went up so much the last week or so. I think you may have found your answer. Probably. The uh, and of course, Nintendo has declined to comment. Of course, because they 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 won't say anything, and I don't know why. Because it's like the worst kept secret that's out in gaming right now is that the Switch Two is going to be out this year. Yeah, maybe they're saving it for a big occasion. I don't know, but like the more stuff comes out, and I I try to take rumors with a grain of salt because until Nintendo actually comes out and says these things, we don't 100% know that they're true. Mm -hmm. But the more stories that come out, and it's from different people saying the same thing, I feel like there's something there. Yeah, Nintendo just needs to come out with it. Just if It's going to release this year. Just come out with it. Let us know it's coming, What what's under the hood, what it's all about. Just tell us. We're ready. Yeah, and plus, uh, bespoke is a, a cool word to say, the bespoke chips they were talking yeah. about earlier. It's a, that's a cool word. I would eat a bespoke but... chip. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, move over Doritos. Yeah, the new bespoke, bespoke chips. chips. Let's see. No, I don't want to subscribe to your notifications. Uh, from bnnbreaking.com, CD Romance wipes servers clean. Uh, preservation and the future of retro gaming in a swift and unexpected move cd romance the beloved hub for retro gamers seeking fan translations and rom hacks has wiped its servers clean of all hosted files the decision comes in the wake of an apparent legal challenge leaving enthusiasts of classic games in a state of disarray founded on the ethos of sharing and preservation cd romance has been a sanctuary for gamers looking to revisit or discover titles from bygone eras the site's extensive library includes pre-patched ROMs, fan translations, and modifications that breathe new life into old favorites. However, it is essential to note that CD Romance does not own the rights 
to the games it distributes. Uh, despite its commitment to comply with the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, the site has found itself in the crosshairs of legal scrutiny. As a result, CD Romance has taken the drastic step of removing all hosted files, leaving its once bustling digital halls eerily silent. I feel like if Nintendo is responsible for this, like, do you think whenever they get one of these sites to shut down, they play Queens, another one bites the dust throughout <laughs> their office? I don't, I just don't understand why um, they don't take these sites like this and put them in some sort of curated online library and make this stuff available for everybody. I mean, most of the stuff is so far out of date and there's no way for people to access this stuff other than pirate it. Like when are we going to get to that point when like Nintendo and Sega and everybody are going to realize that and just be like, okay, let's just work together for all this old stuff and keep it in in an online library for preservation uh uh for preservation uh you know services or whatever like just that we need to have that at this point one of these days maybe like 5 10 years from now i don't know what episode number we'll be on by that point we'll be old but, men uh, by the time they realize yeah, what's, <laughs> how to yeah, do it you're going to see a sideways shot of me on the camera cuz i'm going to be in an iron lung yeah <laughs> you'll just you'll just see my head and it'll be twisted sideways that that'll be the day that they announce that they're all going to work together and preserve all these games and did all these companies f forget what apple learned in the early 2000s when everybody was pirating music that Apple gave us an easy way to go in the, this library of hundreds of thousands of songs and pay for them one at a time for 99 cents. I would love to have an online gaming library where I can be like, you know what? I haven't played Asteroids in forever. Hop on my computer, go in this online library and be like, oh, for 99 cents, I can I can have all the different versions of Asteroids if I want to play it or whatever. Why can't they figure this out? Oh, it's too easy. It makes too much sense, which is why it won't happen. Yeah. Give us, let us curate it. You know, uh, Nintendo, Sega, Microsoft, whoever, uh, Atari, let, uh, let the two of us curate it. You know, pay us. You know, a, a good substantial amount of money to be the, the CEOs of this little online library, and we'll take care of it for you. For a uh, a considerable sum. Yeah, for a fee. Well, yeah, <laughs> a small fee. Uh, let's see, this next one. Uh, I was hoping you'd throw this in here. Yeah, um, this one, I, I was waiting for this to happen. Pal World, or this is from GamingBible.com, Pal World in trouble as Nintendo president confirms action will be taken. The future of PAL World might be in jeopardy. After so long without any repercussions, uh, we believe the Monster Wrangling game safe, but it seems the Pokemon company was only biding its time. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Hold on. This is a long article. Uh, Nintendo president finally addressed the swirling mass of rumors confirming that actions will be taken. What these actions entail hasn't been specified beyond the need to appropriately deal with brands that infringe our Nintendo intellectual property rights. Um, and if you haven't seen, like this game, man, this game exploded when it came out. Um, if you haven't seen anything about Pal World, basically it is a Pokemon clone 
but the 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 Pokemon or I don't even know what they're called in this game. They look like Pokemon, but they have guns. So it's Pokemon with guns, basically. And everybody was thinking like, oh man, Nintendo ain't gonna like this. And here we go. I heard the name um without really knowing anything about it at first. And then once once I read up on it, my first thought was uh, Nintendo is gonna be like a shark. <laughs> And when yep. they smell the blood in the water, they are going to drop the hammer. Yeah. And so, like, I knew it wasn't going to happen immediately because Nintendo is going to wait. And, like, as soon as the, the story starts dying down, that's when they're going to be like, okay, you want to copy us? Then here you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I knew this was only a matter of time. Yeah. This was going to happen. I, I thought maybe it would have happened a little bit sooner. But I'm not surprised at all. Like you, you look at anything from it, and you're like, "Yeah, this is." Yeah, they've added guns, but mm -hmm. yeah, this is a Pokemon ripoff. It was probably more of gathering the uh, the the law team together to go after them and see if they had a, a case, which I'm, I'm pretty sure they might. My thing is like if you. If you know Nintendo has a history of going after companies or whatever the case may be, if you even remotely rip off something that they have created, why risk it if yeah. you know it's going to happen? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that, if When you're messing with Nintendo's stuff, you're basically just, you're playing, you're, you're poking a dragon is what you're doing. You're yeah. just, you're, you're going to get burned. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo is not the company that's going to be like, oh, well, let's just bring you into the fold and let's take what you've already done and put that slap at a Nintendo label on it. No, they're going to shut you down and sue you into oblivion is what they're going to do. It's like when um, in Batman Forever, when Jim Carrey drops that guy off out of the window into the uh, the water yeah. towards the beginning of the movie. That, <laughs> yeah. That's what that's Nintendo. Jim Carrey is Nintendo. Yeah. In that moment. And, uh, Joey, oh, Joey says yeah. NCR becomes Nintendo <laughs> Cave Retro. Hey, if they want to write the check, I will cash it with a quickness. Uh, you'll see the name of this show change like that. Let's see. Nintendo is reprinting more Zelda Amiibo and pre-orders are selling out fast. This comes from GameSpot.com. Nintendo is once again reprinting a few sold out Zelda Amiibo with three figures set to re-release on March 8th. This round of releases is bound to be just as popular as their original launch, meaning you'll need to move fast if you want to snag a pre-order. Reprints include Sheik, Wolf Link from Twilight Princess, and a Guardian from Breath of the Wild. I actually have the Guardian one, and it's it's really cool. It's cool I like looking. It. I like this a lot. Yeah. I might have to go have to get some of these. You can also get um, for twenty bucks. You can get Ganondorf from uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Ooh. And for 16, you can get Zelda, which I, I really like the design of Ganondorf yeah. in, uh, in Tears of the Kingdom. Like, his I, story wasn't that great to me, but I like the mummy version, awesome. too. I wish they would do the mummy version. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be so... I would get the mummy version over the... Because he kind of looked like Mumra a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's what he reminded me of when I was playing the game. Like, it's Mumra, oh, like, dude, Mumra. <laughs> I mean, he could have the glowing arm, like, stuck on his chest. Yeah. That'd be really cool. 
Come on, Nintendo, yeah, do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. But yeah, you can look on the article here, and they, there's a lot of um, Zelda amiibo that are reselling. Some of them are a little out there, like the the champions from Breath of the Wild yeah. is 82 bucks for the Whoa. whole bundle. Ouch. Yeah, and then you've got um, you know Link from Ocarina of Time, like di- different incarnations of Link from Ocarina of Time, Twilight Princess, uh, Majora's Mask, Breath of the Wild. Even oh. the Link's Awakening one, um, which eight, is which is kind of cool. They have eight bit Link too, twenty six mm-hmm. bucks. Yeah, I remember they released that, and I think the the Mario um, around the same time a while back. Oh, that awesome. was really cool. Yeah, and these are available at Best Buy and GameStop. So yeah, if you're if you're an amiibo collector and you're a Zelda fan, th- this this to me is a no brainer. Uh, this last story is this the last story? Um, I believe so. Uh, from IGN.com, Sega issues financial warning after sluggish sales of Sonic Superstars, Endless Dungeon, and Total War Pharaoh. Sega has issued a financial warning after what it called a sluggish and weak sales during the crucial holiday 2023 period. Uh, reporting its financial por- performance for the nine-month period ending in December, Sega said it, it revised its sales and profit forecast down mainly due to weak sales of new games released during the third quarter. Uh, in the consumer area, although we released some new titles in Q3, uh, including Sonic Superstars, Endless Dungeon, and Total War Pharaohs, sales went sluggish during the holiday sales season. They also recorded losses associated with an inventory write-down in response to these sales conditions. As a result of these factors, both sales and, and ordinary income are expected to be lower than previous forecasts. And um, this, I, I put this in here, is kind of weird because I saw that Sega's market cap went up to like $4 billion the other day. I'm like, mm-hmm. how can they have like weak sales, but yet their market cap went up to like $4 billion. How does that happen? I don't know. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not very well versed in the financial world and how all of that works. I know I should probably know more than I do. I'm not entirely surprised. Like mentioning you know sonic superstars it's a fun game and i'm a little surprised that it hasn't sold as well because you'd think you know with everyone saying the best sonic games are the ones from the 90s with the 2d look and everything and like new super mario brothers did fairly well if i remember but i guess i guess it wasn't really in high demand for a new sonic like that you know, I was thinking the other day, you know how we were talking about, um, uh, well, the whole Microsoft thing where everybody's, like, Microsoft still hasn't said anything yet, but everybody kind of went crazy last week after Microsoft said they were going to go uh, third, all their games are going to be like third, um, going to different systems and stuff, everybody right. speculating that they're going to get rid of the Xbox, and we, me and you have been talking about what if Sega did something crazy like and came out with a new console. Well, what if Sega and Microsoft got together to make a new console to take that off of Microsoft's shoulders while Microsoft concentrates on Game Pass, getting Game Pass everywhere, and then we get the uh, the the Microsoft Sega uh, Xbox cat dream the dream Xbox cast, <laughs> the X cast, yeah, the X cast. Wouldn't that be crazy? That's not a terrible name for a console. I know. I would play an X-Cast. 
Yeah, like, oh, what did you do today? I bought uh, the X cast. I mean, that is not uh, that is not in no way a, a, a prediction on my part, Wally. I know you're listening, but I was about to say I we're going to hear about that on Twitter. I, I was just thinking the other day, how <laughs> weird would that be if something like that happened? Like Microsoft just comes out and says, uh, "We don't want to make the Xbox anymore, so we're going to team up with Sega, and Sega is going to make our consoles from now on." That would be arguably the craziest news story of the year for gaming. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know if anybody that would have that on their 2024 <laughs> bingo card. But if it's some weird <laughs> alternate universe thing where that actually happens, like I would just take this episode and I would just do a victory lap <laughs> around the entire <laughs> country to everybody that would listen. Be like, "Listen to the weirdness that I predicted." Uh yeah, go to different cons around the country. Armez Jackson in the chat room says, Dreambox sounds like a porn movie. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Do I have to bleep that? No. <laughs> uh, nah, yeah. I don't think so. But uh, but that's it for the, the news for this week. And um, uh, let's go ahead and move into this month in video game history. <laughs> February of 1986, Namco releases Sky Kid Deluxe, their first game to use a Yamaha YM2151 FM sound chip. It sounds like the name of a radio station. Yeah. You're listening to YM2151 FM. You're listening to Sky Kid Deluxe on. <laughs> <laughs> on 2151. <laughs> on 2151 FM. Turn it up so it and rip the knob off. So it wouldn't be a soft rock channel. No. No, I I don't think so either. Uh, it's always interesting to see these games that, like, this was the first to use, like, a sound chip. Or, you know, when Star Fox used the, um, was it the Super FX chip? Yeah. Yeah, Super FX. Yep. Also in February of 1986, SNK releases Akari Warriors, which shares many elements with Taito's Frontline from 1982, but adds two-player simultaneous play and visuals closer to 1985's Commando. It is SNK's breakthrough game in the United States. Did I review Akari Warriors on this show? If I did, it was very early on. But I, I Akari Warriors is not great on the uh, the NES version. The arcade version is good, but man, Akari Warriors is not great. Um, I'm not seeing it in the archive. Huh. I might have to review that soon. Yeah, well, there you go. You found another one. But I've already played one crap game this month, so it's going to have to wait. <laughs> I know that's why I didn't want to, like, I was going to review Peacemakers. But after playing it, I'm like, no, I want to review something good. Speaking of Peacemakers, Peacemaker uh, Season 2 just wrapped filming, so I'm so ready for that to come back. Was it filming or did they finish writing it? No, it was I think they finished filming it. <clears throat> hmm. I did not know that. I'm so excited. I love that yeah. show. Yeah, season one was great. Uh, let's see. Uh, February you're up next. uh twenty first of nineteen ninety-three, Nintendo and Argonaut Software released Star Fox for the Super Nintendo in Japan. Just talking Just talk about, about Star, Star Fox. Fox. Yeah. It... I still, to this day, have never beat the original Star Fox. I don't think I have either. Because it's 
considerably more yeah. difficult than all of its successors. I played the hell out of it though at the time. Oh, it's a great game. It's uh, the soundtrack is unbelievable. The graphics, while they may not be great by today's standards, when you played it when it first came out, you were like, "Holy crap." Yeah. <laughs> this is different. Jumping ahead to February 8th of 1999, Hudson Soft and Nintendo released Mario Party for the N64 in North America. I didn't know Hudson Soft did Mar the original Mario Party. Mm -hmm. That is news to me. Yep. Yeah, it... Uh, I have not played Mario Party in a long time. Um, funny enough, when these games first came out, I wasn't really a fan of the first couple until my friends introduced me to it and we started playing them. You know, we added them to our rotation mm -hmm. of games that we'd play when we would get together. And you're like, you know what? These actually are pretty fun. And speaking of Hudson Soft, I'm going to review uh, Super Adventure Island here soon, too. Okay. Uh, February 11th of 2002, Sega and Sonic Team released Sonic Adventures 2 Battle for the GameCube in North America. I know you probably played this one. Which... Uh, it's a port of Sonic Adventure 2 for the Dreamcast, which is crazy because I think it came out on Dreamcast like the year before. Or it might have, it may have been 2000. I can't remember. It was either 2000 or 2001 when it came out on the Dreamcast. Hmm. But, you know, it was really popular on the GameCube. It's arguably the most popular 3D Sonic game. And what's cool is that it was just confirmed that uh, the song Live and Learn that uh, was like the title track of that game is going to be in Sonic the Hedgehog 3, the movie. Huh, that's cool. Which will be really cool because that, um, that movie's basically going to be an adaptation of this game. And I think it's, it's a cool decision because it's got a great story. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for it. But yeah, I played the heck out of Sonic Adventure 2. Uh, lastly, February 24th of 2003, LucasArts releases Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb for the Xbox in North America. I feel like we've talked about this off and on this the past few weeks on the show. was one of my favorite Xbox games. It used the same engine as the Buffy games. Did you ever play those, the Buffy the Vampire? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, still, to this day, one of the greatest Indiana Jones games ever made. And I really hope that they keep the spirit of that game with this new Indiana Jones game that's coming out uh, later this year for the Xbox. Well, you know, this Indiana Jones game that we're talking about, it's technically in the retro category. <sighs> so, yeah, but I don't have an original Xbox, though. Maybe one day they'll add it to Game Pass. Maybe. I'm going to have to find a way to play this game because, man, if you've never played Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb, it's one of the top five games you need to have for the original Xbox. Like, I don't know why they they didn't re uh, remaster this game and put it back out. Yeah, that is a little surprising because there aren't really a lot of Indiana Jones games from what I can remember. Well, like, wasn't there one for, it was like a point and click game? Yeah, they did a couple. Back in like the 90s? Yeah, they did those for um, LucasArts, uh, for uh, PC. Um, right. And then they had, they did have, um, of course, I played um, the Indiana Jones game for the Super Nintendo, which wasn't bad. It really wasn't bad. It was just really hard. Um, then they did, um, they did have an original arcade game 
for Temple of Doom that was really good. And I think they did some Indiana Jones games for, um, I think they did The Last Crusade for the NES. And I might actually have to review that, but I, from what I hear, it's not very good, though. I know they did an mm. original Atari game, uh, Indiana Jones Atari game, and it's one of the few Atari games where it actually has an ending to the game. That should be the one you review. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, no. <laughs> uh, Raven asks, running around at the speed of sound. Yes, got places to go, got to follow my rainbow. Yeah. That's from Sonic Adventure 2. But, uh, but that brings us to the end of this month of video game history. And uh, you want to do our shout-outs before we go into the review? Sure. As always, we like to shout-out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout-out Yupfed, a.k.a. Knife, James, a.k.a. at Jimbo Jr. over on our Discord, Travis Martin, Raven, Danny House, Justin Nispel, John West, Daniel Salmon, Mr. B-Rez Coffee himself, Mike Eveland, Tyler Watson, Axeblade07, Armez Jackson, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. I am the Rampage, Rampage. Steph Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Mr. Joey Image himself, and last but not least, Mama Diamond. Donna Diamond, absolutely. Thank you all so much for your continued contributions, keeping the lights on for us here at the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast. For as little as a dollar a month, I'm running out of analogies <laughs> to say that this is cheaper than, like I use gas station coffee. You know what? It's cheaper than the water that I put in this cup. You can't get anything than a for a dollar, uh, a dollar these days. I can't, I, there's literally nothing you can get for less than a dollar. These days, and you're getting not even a pack of Orbit gum. No, maybe a pack of Juicy Fruit, the little, the little like five pack or whatever. I think those are still like twenty five cents or something. Maybe Big Red. Yeah, Big Big ooh, Red big gum. Red. You go get either. You can either get four packs of Big Red, or you can get four episodes of the Nerd Cave Retro with no ads on the Patreon. Ooh, that that's a good that's a good ad. I like that. Yeah. But yeah, you also get early access to our fun commentary tracks. Like this month, we did uh, Real Ghostbusters. We did an episode of that. We've done numerous episodes of that in the past. And we've also done uh, full-length movies like Transformers the movie, uh, Super Mario Brothers, not the good one. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see, Double Dragon, uh, Clue, Christmas Vacation, other animated series like Gargoyles, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin. The list is near endless on what we've done, and I know we're going to be doing another episode later this month, so yeah. we'll have to figure that out fairly soon. But if you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon community, just head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And for new patrons, be sure to send us your social media info, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, so we can give you a proper shout-out. And one more thing, if you are a patron and you have some ideas of what you want us to do commentary tracks on, feel free to send us a message on Patreon. Uh, give us some ideas of something that you would like to see us do a commentary track for yeah, because absolutely. there's so much stuff out there to do. And I know there's a billion things we haven't done that need to be, to be commentated on. So send us your ideas over there on Patreon. But I'm convinced that one of these days, if we're ever all together in person, we need to do a Mystery Science Theater 3000 <laughs> style commentary track. Dude, we should do that at, at Pensacon one year. Let's just get a room, and we'll just go in there, and we'll watch some stuff, and we'll commentate while everybody like hangs behind us and watches us MST3K it. 
Oh, that'd be fantastic. Oh, how fun would that be? <laughs> I want to do I'll, that uh, now. I'll pitch that. I'll pitch that for uh, for next year's Pensacon. Yes, let's do it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. But, uh, but yeah, now, um, tonight, we're going to be talking about... And Captain America and the Avengers is a beat-em-up arcade game developed and released by Data East in 1991. And I've already talked about this before because I did the NES version of the game. And it's pretty much, it's not the same. (laughs) I was hoping it would be a lot like the NES game because that game I actually enjoyed. But this one is, of course, more of a uh, arcade-style beat-em-up, not a uh, side-scrolling platformer like the NES one. This one is more along the lines of, uh, you know, Ninja Turtles or the arcade game or, you know, X-Men, things like that. Um, You can choose, it's just like the, uh, the... the NES game, you can choose between Captain America, Iron Man, Hawkeye, and Vision. And, of course, uh, they all kind of have their different powers. Of course, Captain America, they all punch and kick, but you have um, you know, a power whether you can throw Captain America's shield or you have Iron Man who can use his, his blasters, and then you have Hawkeye who uses his bow and arrow, that type of stuff. Uh, and... This game, I was really, really hoping to like this game because, of course, I love Captain America and the Avengers. Who doesn't? And when I first started the game up, you know, music's okay. It's not great. Graphics look pretty good, but then when the game starts, you immediately start to notice eh, there's a lot wrong with this game. And <laughs> it, where do I even start with this thing? It, it is quite... I'm just going to go down my notes here. Not nearly as fun as the NES version. The NES version is a masterpiece compared to this. This game is, and I, I just wrote one sentence here that said, this game is so incredibly obnoxious. <laughs> and that, that should be on the, the cover, just like it's the tagline. Yeah. This game is so incredibly obnoxious. <laughs> and the reason why is because this is one of the most unfair beat-em-ups I've ever played. The hitboxes are awful. The hit detection is atrocious. And the controls are just aggravating because 
when you're playing something like this, and it's very much the same, like, it, it reminds me not so much uh, as Final Fight, but more like Streets of Rage. But even in Streets of Rage, Final Fight, uh, Ninja Turtles, any kind of beat em up game like this, you should be able to line up all of the people that are on the screen with you, all the enemies that you're fighting, and be able to hit more than one at a time. And that's what makes Final Fight so fun to me. Like, you can line up, like, five people in front of you, and you can hit them all at the same time. This game doesn't do that. This game only lets you hit one enemy at a time, while all the other ones can sit there and beat the crap out of you while you're trying to hit this person. So most of the time, you just spent on the, you spend on the ground trying to get back up while you're just getting beaten up. Like, that's most of this game, is just getting beaten up. You're just laying there like uh, Peter Griffin when he grabs his knee. You're just like, <laughs> yeah. Ah. And he kind of makes that noise, too, when you get hit. It's like, uh, uh. Everybody, everything you hit is, uh, uh. That was one of the first two, because I, I haven't played this game, but I did watch some gameplay earlier today, and I noticed the the hit detection like you're thinking of, because I'm seeing like enemies being next to each other, but only one's taking damage, and yeah. I've just kind of turned my head a little bit like, <laughs> I gotta assume that that's like beat em up 101. Like, yeah, you yeah. have two enemies next to each other, and you're hitting them, they both take damage because that makes logistical sense. Yeah, and you're and because of that, you're constantly stun locked in this game because you try to hit one enemy. There's like five other enemies on the screen that are hitting you while you're trying to take out this one person. So I spent most of the time trying to use my uh, range attack, like Captain America with his his shield or whatever, just trying to stay away from enemies, and you get fooled. Because you every enemy you hit, you would it's not one hit kills. It, it regular enemies take ridiculous amounts of hit to kill, but they make that noise that and they fall down and they blink, but then they get up again almost immediately, and they have like two to three seconds of invis, uh, invincibility while they can just sit there and beat the crap out of you before you're able to hit them again. So what were y'all thinking when you made this game? I just think the developers of this game might have had a bad day at the office. <laughs> like, oh, maybe their supervisor upset them or something like that, and they're like, you know what? We're going to make other people feel our pain. Yeah. You should capture the... The grunting soundbite and use that at the end of some episodes. <laughs> it's so Just obnoxious. Play, play the music and all of a sudden, Ugh. and it's every enemy. Like that's all you hear the music. And you uh, hear, it's it's Ugh. so obnoxious. Ugh. Oh, it's so annoying. Ugh. That's the whole time, and you can barely hit them. And when you do, you have to be right next to them. And even then, it's a fifty-fifty shot. Like I don't understand where the hit boxes are on these enemies. I don't even know if the developers know. <laughs> I don't think so. And I just wonder, like, how did you mess up so bad going from the NES version to this version? Why didn't they just do an up, you know, an or mastered, remastered version of the NES game? Because the NES game was surprisingly good, and this was not. 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe it just would have been too easy. Because, you know, as, as a lot of people have that saying, why do things the easy way when you can make it more difficult yeah. and complicated? <laughs> because like that's what they did. And, and I don't, I like a good beat em up, but if you're going to make a beat em up, make it good, make it playable. And that's the thing is like, I'm not against games being difficult, but when you have these technical issues where it's like, it makes it next to impossible to actually complete the objective. Yeah. Like a basic objective, like hit your opponent. It's like, it's like making it impossible to get the sword in Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Like, like why? Why do that? Like, I could barely get past the first level in this game. I had full plans of streaming this over the weekend, just playing it and streaming it. But after the first playthrough of it, where I just kind of went through and see what the game was about, I'm like, I'm not streaming this. I would be stuck on the first level for the, the entire time. But the audience would have seen you get frustrated, which oh. could have gotten you some more views. <laughs> it would have been almost screen-punchingly awful. Like, I just <laughs> I couldn't handle it. Yeah, Raven, oh, Raven says, says sound like they made a cabinet arcade game yeah. for the SNES and it didn't translate well. It didn't. I mean, I could see this like if they would have made this as a cabinet game, arcade game and made it like the X-Men where you could play multiple Avengers at the same time, that would have been really fun to do. But it seems like they were pl they were making a multiplayer game but then only pared it down to one player. And then didn't fix it to where you could hit multiple enemies at the same time. And I, I think that would have made it a, a much easier fix if you had the ability to do like a co-op. Which you would think with a game like this, if you look at like Marvel Ultimate Alliance for the Xbox 360, the fun part about that is getting friends together and you play as yeah. different Marvel characters. That's... I don't know why that's not a thing in this game. Yeah, and it's not like each character has their... I mean, they do have different ranged attacks, but they all do the same thing. So right, it's, it's they not, just look different. Yeah, it's just a different... You know, it's a different... It's a different skin on this basically the same character model. So it's kind of like if they would have done a better job of making each character feel different, you know, because Vision is of course going to be way more powerful than Hawkeye, you know, but if you're going to do Hawkeye, give me different, um, arrows to use like explosive arrows and freeze arrows, like stuff like that. Or even with Iron Man, like give me the ability to fly as Iron Man, at least fly around the screen a little bit or something and do like a, you know, a superhero like Superman punch or whatever with Iron Man, something to make them different from one another. Makes me think of that line from Deadpool when he's like, she's going to do the superhero landing. Yeah. She's going to do the superhero <laughs> landing. Uh, and I wrote, yeah. uh, the game looks good. The voice synthesization is good because they do have some voice over stuff, like kind of in the cut scenes and everything. Um, of course, with the, uh, uh, gets really old. Uh, and the music's okay. Other than that, this game is just a big juicy turd. Oh, not even like a like a lukewarm or a dry no, turd. It's, it's a just big like... hot dog turd. <laughs> Woo! Because I I really was looking forward to this because like I said, I like the NES game. I like the platforming aspects of it. I like that you had to collect things and 
Um, each character kind of felt different. Even in the NES version, they made each character feel kind of different um, with their powers and everything. But this one just felt so lazy. Like they were they were making something that could have been good and then just dropped the ball altogether. And that's disappointing, too, because like, you know, I know you and I are both big Marvel fans and some of our, you know, lister base are Marvel fans. You'd think if you see like Captain America or Iron Man or any of the Avengers on a game, you're like, oh, this like it's got the Avengers. It's probably at least a cool game. Yeah, I want to check it out. And then when it turns out to be something that's. You know, kind of halfway done or not done very well. It just makes it even more disappointing. Yeah, and you had the power of the Super Nintendo. And hell, even the Sega Genesis, the 16-bit consoles, could do almost what you could do in the arcade. So why not make it arcade quality? I mean, even if it was a shorter game, make a shorter game, but man, make it fun and ultimately replayable, especially if you could... Um, play up to four players on it all at the same time. Like, that is what you want out of a game like this. Yeah, this is just a shame, honestly. Like, I was looking forward to to hearing what you were going to say about it. And I, I watched the gameplay before I read your notes um, before the show. And when I saw it, I'm just like... Uh oh, <laughs> this isn't gonna be a a fun review. And I had never played this before ever. Uh, my only my only experience with these games is the NES version, and I thought it would be at least decent. But this is, I mean, even LJN did a better job with Maximum Carnage. You know, give me that, but in this form. Like, how did you mess up Captain Captain America and the Avengers so bad? It, and I'm, I'm, they could have fixed this game just simply by allowing me to hit more than one enemy at the same time. If you would have done that, that instantly improves this game by, you know, at least 50%. You got to make it at least playable. Yeah. That's all I'm asking for is if you're going to make a beat em up like this, make it playable and make it make me feel powerful. Even as, you know, Captain uh, Captain America, you know, he's got the super soldier serum. He's not quite Superman, but you should still feel powerful. Like, you can beat the crap out of anybody. Not here. You feel, uh, as, you feel like um, Steve Rogers before he got the super soldier serum trying to go through this game. Uh... And contrary to what he says, he could, in fact, not do this all day. <laughs> he could not. Can, I cannot do this through the first level, not even all day. So what's interesting is in the, the reception in 2018, Complex rated the SNES version of this game 85th on their best Super Nintendo games of all time. What? <laughs> no. Is this... They ranked it 85th in their top 84 Super Nintendo <laughs> games of all time. There are way more than 84 other games that are better than this game. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I mean, game players gave it a 6 out of 10. Uh, there's also a Game Gear version, which is interesting. It huh. says here, GamePro called the game a forgettable scroller with mediocre animation and sound. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's not really a lot on what like other organizations thought of the Super Nintendo version. Uh, there Maybe that's to tell uh, you all you need to know. Said there were um the the this was an actual arcade cabinet. I would love to play the arcade cabinet and see what the the actual arcade version of this game was like. I'd be willing to bet that it's considerably better than the console version. I would think so. I would hope so. It would have to be. Yeah. I, I just wonder what went wrong when porting this to the Super Nintendo because there's no excuse for bad hitboxes and not being able to hit more than one enemy at the same time because that's how you survive a beat 'em up is the fun of lining all the 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 enemies up in front of you and beating them all at the same time you know and not hitting one enemy at a time and having the other ones beat the crap out of you so that you just spend your entire time on the ground trying to get back up so i've got to ask what's uh what's your number score <laughs> this one gets a three out of ten that's higher than what i thought you were gonna say i thought no. you were gonna I, I every game gets a, at least a one for the effort in actually making a game. Well, the only reason I give it a three is a the the graphics actually do look good. It's a good mm-hmm. looking game. Two, the music's decent. It's not great, so that brings it up to a two. And three, the voice synthesization is some of the best I've heard from an, a Super Nintendo game. Like it actually sounds like a human voice and not, you know, like horribly uh, compressed like they usually do. Interesting. I, I like your breakdown of that. So it gets a three just for sheer, uh, just for those three things. Other than that, it's not good, and I wouldn't waste my time. And uh, Raven in the chat room says the arcade version is 150% better. I, I want to play the arcade version just to see. I have to I, find a cabinet somewhere. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen this cabinet anywhere. I don't think I have either. In my life. Like, I didn't even know about these games until... Not too long ago when I played the NES version. Like, these games just completely, like, missed me at the time. Uh, well, at least you got your uh, your bad game of the month out of the yes. way. Yes. So, yep, <laughs> there you go. Three out of ten, not good. And uh, I, put, I put this at the end of my notes. It's a definite no from me, dog. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that's a no uh, from me, dog. But that's uh, going to do it for this week. Derek, what's going on with the Derek Diamond experience? So I have a really fun chat that was released today uh, with award-winning director Jeff Margolis, who is, uh, he works in television, and uh, he is a three-time Emmy Award-winning director for directing the Academy Awards. Nice. Which is, uh, you know, I'm sure like longtime listeners know about, you know, my background of working in um, television and sports broadcasting and things like that. So it was really cool to, in a way, kind of talk shop with him in a way that I haven't got to with any other guests before. Uh, he just released his memoir. And uh, once I read it, I'm going to have him back on the show to do like a bit of a longer conversation. But definitely go check it out at linktree.com slash podcast. Awesome. Uh, go check out the Open Micers podcast, uh, uh, especially over the last couple of weeks. We had Derek back on the show. <clears throat> to do headliners, which was really fun. Uh, last week, me and Jacob did a, a hostful episode. And this week, we were supposed to have a guest yesterday, but um, Jacob kind of had a, a medical emergency. So we had to reschedule 
uh, till next Sunday, but I think we're going to do another hostful episode tonight uh, to get us through the week. And um, we'll do, we rescheduled our, our guest for this next coming up Sunday. So we'll, we'll get that out for everybody. But go check it out at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, is that going to do it for this week? I believe so. Let's walk out the door. If you want to email us, email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. Nerdcaveretro.com is our link tree, and that takes you to all our socials, um, our Patreon, and especially our merch shop. If you want to go over there, straight there, it's ncrmerch.com, and you can get t-shirts, hats, stickers, magnets, bags, mugs, whatever your nerdy little heart desires. And the biggest thing you can do for us, if you can't be a patron, you can't... You know, you don't have a buck a month to, to throw our way. Go wherever you're listening to the podcast, whether it's on YouTube or Spotify or Apple, Overcast, Downcast. Leave us a review and or a five-star rating on all those podcasting platforms, and it will help us out immensely. So we thank you all for that. And Derek, please tell them what it's all about. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, a fellow chucker, eh? Hey, Derek, have you heard the news? What news? We officially have our very own line of coffee at brezcoffeeco.com. That's right. Nerd Cave Retro now has its very own medium roast coffee. If you want to try it yourself or even some of the other awesome flavors like Wizard's Potion which is a butterscotch, caramel, and hazelnut-flavored roast. Or the Dragon's Breath Roast, which is a cinnamon dolce-flavored roast. They have tons of different flavors, and you can also just get a regular Colombian roast and add any flavor to it that you want. They even keep their seasonal roasts all year round. If you need that boost to get you through those all-night gaming sessions, then head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the promo code NCR for 10% off your order. This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.